Hey friends, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dozinski, a licensed marriage therapist and relationship coach, and this podcast is a community for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I hope you're having a great start to your October. I'm loving seeing on Instagram that many of you love this month as much as I do. And I continue to love connecting with you through my DMs over there. I recently received a message from a listener that said, Hey lady, your marriage podcast is changing my life and starting to help my hubby and I walk through some messy junk in our marriage. Just wanted to say thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and pointing us to Christ. I mean, you guys, it's just so meaningful to me to hear from you all and to be let in on how the Lord is using this that I wouldn't ever know otherwise. So thank you, listener, for that window into your world. As I said last week, we are spending the month of October talking about transitions. And on today's episode, we're talking about what to do when the rose-colored glasses begin to fade. In the beginning of your relationship, there's all this excitement around your upcoming marriage. You're excited to be newlyweds, to take your honeymoon, to do all the things that newlyweds do, and then all of a sudden, you've been married for three, five, seven years. And somewhere in between, you become married instead of newly married. The feelings of infatuation begin to fade, the in-love feelings wax and wane, and as you move through that transition together, your love is replaced with something deeper. At least, that's the goal. And so that space in between, that transition that takes place, is what we're going to talk about today. Singer Roberta Flack is credited with this quote, Getting married is easy. Staying married is more difficult. Staying happily married for a lifetime is among the fine arts. And how true is that? Generally speaking, the beginning of love lends itself toward this natural infatuation where we only see each other in our relationship through rose-colored glasses, which is what makes getting married fairly easy. But when those begin to fade, what do you do? Some resolve to stay married, happy or not. Some decide not to stay married. And then the special few, that's you guys, by the way, resolve to stay married, but do so in a way that leads to deeper love and intimacy than before. And whether we would consider our marriages to have been easy or hard thus far, 100% of us will experience this shift from getting married to staying married, from feeling in love to choosing to love, from being effortlessly married to choosing to stay married when it no longer feels as easy because, as Roberta Flack said, that part is more difficult. And whether that transition happens after three months or three years, the goal for the rest of this episode is to help you transition well, however and whenever it occurs for you. But before we dive in any further, this episode is brought to you by Courageous Conversations. Courageous Conversations is my brand new communication workshop for couples happening six weeks from Saturday. If you're ready to talk like you never have and go deeper than you ever have before, then this workshop is for you. If you've enjoyed our previous episodes on communication and conflict, you'll love the Courageous Conversations workshop, and best of all, you'll leave with the exact formulas for doing it yourself at home. The workshop will be held privately above the cutest coffee shop in Kentucky on Saturday, November 17th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
Space is limited, so be sure to save the date, call on your best babysitter if needed, and grab your tickets at bravemarriage.com slash courageous-conversations. Again, that's bravemarriage.com slash courageous-conversations. So when I was finishing up grad school, I had someone come to me who'd been married five years, and knowing I was studying to become a marriage therapist, this person confided in me, I don't feel in love with my spouse anymore, and I don't know what to do. And you know what? I admire this person's bravery to say so, to express something that's hard to say, not to mention confusing and discouraging to feel. It's an experience shared by many, yet too many keep that thought to themselves and have never had anyone normalize it. And what this person was saying wasn't, I don't love my spouse anymore, or I went out of this marriage. But essentially, my feelings have shifted, and I've never experienced this before. Help. And I just wish more individuals could be brave enough to express what they're feeling, but also to express it with someone they trust and who is for their marriage. Because, you know, I think there's a lot of shame wrapped up for us in not feeling in love, when especially in our culture, we believe that if we're not infatuated with each other, then we're doing something wrong. But in reality, feelings fade. Rose-colored glasses wear off. So rather than continuing to perpetuate unrealistic expectations for married love, I want to start normalizing this transition for couples so that you'll know what to expect when it happens and you'll be prepared to move forward together to stay happily married. So here's what you can expect. At some point in the first few years of your marriage, your thoughts and feelings will begin to change, whether about marriage itself or about your spouse. Depending on your relationship, the shift may come abruptly or it may come subtly. If it comes abruptly, you may feel emotions like shock, surprise, fear, disillusionment. And you might think things like, what in the world? This feels out of left field. And it isn't what I signed up for. If this shift comes subtly, you might notice feelings of restlessness, discontentment, disappointment, a hint of confusion. And you might think things like, huh, I wonder what's changed. Or, I'm a little worried that I'm feeling disconnected from my spouse. In whichever way this transition occurs for you, here's what I want you to hear me say. It's okay. This transition early on is normal, okay? And aside from a betrayal or a breach of trust, what these changing thoughts and feelings signal is that you're in transition. The honeymoon phase is wrapping itself up, and contrary to popular belief, you're about to get to the good stuff. That is, if you decide to move through this transition, instead of prematurely shutting it down and deciding your marriage isn't worth the work. And some of you will transition or have transitioned naturally, so seamlessly, in fact, that you may not even realize you did it. And that could be due in part to your upbringing, what was modeled for you, or your mindset. But others of you, to one degree or another, will be very conscious of this transition, and it can be an unsettling feeling. And so if that's you, I want to help ease your fears, because any decision made that's based in fear is not going to be the best one for you or your marriage. So take in this information, seek to understand your own experience, and then decide where to go from there. Now, I want you to imagine something with me. 
Imagine you've worked up your resolve to get in the ocean for the first time. You've planned for it, prepared for it, and you've committed to going through with it. So the day finally comes when you arrive at the ocean, you see it from a distance, you move toward it excitedly, and then you dip your toe in and wade in about knee-deep. And since you've never been to the ocean before, your experience of it proves a little bit different than you'd always imagined. I mean, in your mind, the sand was smooth under your feet, the water was crystal clear, and the temperature was absolutely perfect. But now that you're in the ocean, you've stepped on a few shells, the water's a little murkier than you thought it would be, and the temperature is colder than you expected. And so, you have a choice to make. You can honor your commitment to get all the way in the ocean, or you can turn around and get out. It's the same experience in marriage. It's easy to make up your mind to marry someone before you're actually married to them. But once you experience marriage with the person you so excitedly chose to spend the rest of your life with, you realize your expectations for marriage and your reality of it aren't exactly aligned. And when that reality sets in, that's usually when the falling out of love feelings kick in and you have a choice to make. Do you adjust yourself to your marriage, or do you try to adjust your marriage to suit yourself? Now, let's go back to the beach for a moment. The interesting thing about discovering that the ocean feels slightly different than you thought it would is that you can decide you love the ocean anyway, or you can decide that you don't care for it, right? At the end of the day, that's your prerogative. But... You make that decision with zero expectation that the ocean should be anything other or different for you than what it is. It's not like you get in the ocean and say, you know, ocean, you're not what I thought you'd be, or this isn't at all what I expected. And then the ocean says, oh gosh, I'm sorry I'm not what you thought I would be. Let me just see if I can adjust my temperature real quick to better suit the experience you had in your head. But we do this in our marriages all the time, don't we? We place these expectations on our spouses, and what's worse is that this train of thought is constantly reinforced by friends, experts, society at large, which says, listen, if your spouse isn't meeting your needs, that's on them. They're the one that needs to change, but you, you're perfect. And so what does this do to us then when we lose that loving feeling? Well, it convolutes our feelings, first of all, to hear these messages and leads us to make demands or, at the very least, place unfair expectations onto our spouses to change or suddenly meet our needs better, as if they're suddenly going to change and adjust to our discomfort. Friends, despite what you've been told, one of the biggest hindrances to a happy marriage is your own mindset about it. And to be clear, I'm not advocating for simply changing your mindset when it comes to affairs, abuse, or betrayal. I'm talking about the normal transition from feeling all the lovey-dovey feelings without having to try to learning how to feel all the lovey-dovey feelings once again, but in a newer and deeper way and with lots of self-work. Because you essentially have the opportunity here to move from baby love to grown-up love, okay? I don't know how else to say it. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to see just how quickly the train can come off the tracks when we're not intentional about our mindsets in marriage 
especially when our culture encourages its derailing. Then we're going to see where we personally can think and therefore do something different to successfully walk through the season of changing feelings. Left unacknowledged, unnoticed, and unchallenged, the thought, I no longer feel in love with my spouse, quickly becomes, but I should feel passionate about my spouse, therefore something must be wrong. And when we conclude that something must be wrong, what do we do then but search for it? Do you see the problem with this line of thinking? We've gone from having just an observation about our own feelings to judging that thought and shooting on ourselves by saying, but I should feel passionate about my spouse. And the belief behind that, by the way, is my mood or feelings are what determine the quality of my marriage. You guys, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you have kids or hope to one day, just because you had a bad day with them or they annoyed you to death that day, would you conclude that because you're in a bad mood, your relationship with them wasn't worth it? No. But when we jump to this conclusion about our spouses or our marriages, it leads us to ask the wrong questions, such as, what's wrong with my spouse or my marriage? And when we ask the wrong questions, we arrive at the wrong answers. Answers like, if my spouse would just change, then I will be happy. Then we will be happy. But if you've ever found yourself in that line of thinking, which has led to your asking your spouse to change who he or she is for you, how has that worked out for you? Probably not well, right? Or if it has, I'm gonna guess it was short-lived. And we can get so frustrated by the lack of change in our marriages when really, we were trying to affect change in the wrong place. So in order to swap out our rose-colored glasses for 2020 vision, we have to start paying attention to our mindsets and making change there first. So let's rewind to that original thought and see how we can shift our mindset in marriage and how that leads to very different results as we seek to transition well. Okay, first, as soon as you realize your feelings have faded or shifted or changed in some way, Notice what that feels like inside of you. Just notice. Were you prepared for it? Does it freak you out? What fears are present in those moments when you don't feel as in love as you have before? What is it then that you ultimately want? Because for every fear, there's a greater desire. But when we only notice the fear, we act out of fear, and we choose to protect ourselves every time which will, of course, lead us further away from our spouse. But when we notice not just our fears or feelings that seem to be fading, but also our dreams and desires, we're able to better avoid emotional reasoning, which is a cognitive error, and we're able to see the whole picture for what it is. So back to the beach metaphor one more time, you can either keep your head down, noticing only the things you didn't expect, or... You can lift your head up, look around, and notice all the beauty around you. Cheesy, I know, but I'm trying to paint some mental pictures here. Okay, the second thing to do is normalize your experience. We spent the first part of the episode talking about how everyone experiences fading feelings, so even though this transition can be uncomfortable, we can at least take comfort in knowing we're not alone in this experience. It's a normal transition that, again, will take us from baby love to grown-up love, if we let it. 
And so if it's normal, then what that means is nothing is actually wrong. So if you find yourself slipping into what's wrong with your marriage or what's wrong with your spouse simply because your feelings have faded and not due to anything else, here are some better questions to ask that will lead you to better answers. What is it in me that needs to change? Is it my mindset? My maturity level? The messages about love or marriage I've believed? And here's another helpful question. What's still going right and well in my marriage that I've accidentally overlooked because of my shifting feelings? See, what we focus on grows. But if we're so focused on what's wrong, our perceived problems will no doubt compound exponentially. But if we shift our focus to what's right or what's going well, our gratitude grows exponentially. And so not only will we grow as individuals, but we'll also be learning how to love each other better by taking responsibility for ourselves and our own feelings. And what's more empowering in a healthy relationship than that? So your action step for today is to take captive any thought that you've allowed your feelings to dictate. Whether you're walking through this exact transition and feeling your rose-colored glasses fade, or you've been married for a number of years but are feeling unhappy or discontent. And all I want you to do with those thoughts is notice them without judging them or telling yourself that you shouldn't feel that way. Normalize them, remembering that every person experiences up and down feelings and that feelings wax and wane. And then do the work that you need to do, whether it's cleaning up your mindset, shifting your focus, or asking God to show you where he wants to work in your life. And as you do this, if you begin to realize that the work you need to do requires skills that you don't yet have, or work that you need more guidance on, I'd be happy to walk you through it. Just visit bravemarriage.com shop and click on one hour consultation. All right, friends, my prayer for our marriages this week is that we learn how to actually love that we'd know love himself and that he would show us how to love our spouses with the kind of love that's not irritable or resentful or insistent on its own way, but with the kind of love that's freely given and with the kind of love that lasts. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Love is not about Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile as it is